Welcome everyone to another fun-filled episode of Classic Movie Rewind. Today we are doing My Cousin Vinny. One of my all-time favorite movies. Great Fantastic movie. Fantastic film. We're going to try very hard to keep this from developing into a talk just about lawyers and criminal justice system in general, but it's probably going to get there. Although there, there's so much, so much good just the movie's just so incredibly it's, good. It's I feel a like great movie. You can so sh- ignore all the legal stuff and it would still be amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But let's yeah, do a short summary. And um you want me to do it or you want to do it? Go ahead. Alright, I'll do it. Okay. So we start off with these two kids. I mean, they're kids, they're like probably in the twenties. I guess they're going to grad school. Is that the vibe you got? They were going to grad I school? I think so. I think they're like early twenties is the sense I'm yeah. getting, yeah. They're still kids. They look like babies. It's the cra- is, it is the kid from Karate Kid, right? It's, I haven't seen that movie in so long. Now I that I'm thinking know. about it, sorry sorry to interrupt your summary, but now I'm like look, thinking about it in my head. I'm like, that's the kid from Karate Kid, isn't it? Could be, could be. We'll have to go back and do that movie later. It is the same guy. Okay, sorry, keep going. <laughs> but they're driving cross country to UCLA. So they got to cut, then they're from New York. Brooklyn specifically, I think. They sound like that area. Vinny's definitely from Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to the south, and they stop off in a little, like, convenience store in Alabama. <laughs> and one of them ends up accidentally stealing a can of tuna. We've been there. Who hasn't? We've all been there. Tuna fish. Okay. So they get pulled over by the cops, and they think they're getting pulled over because they accidentally shoplifted a can of tuna can of tuna fish however once they get to the police station they realize "Uh uh-oh they're being booked for murder oops (laughs) so one of them has a cousin benny hence the title of the movie who went to law school gonna stop there he went to law school (laughs) there's a whole other storyline but is he a lawyer though we're not like probably not unclear yeah i don't think he's barred so he's not technically an attorney Right. Anyway, he comes down. He defends them in their court case. He's terrible at first. Doesn't know what he's doing. Kind of muddling around. Marissa, what's her like? What? Tom? Tom? Marissa Tomei, yeah. Tomei? Yeah. I want to say Tomei, and that's that's a Japanese name. <laughs> that's a different name. Marissa Tomei, she's in it. She's fabulous. She's his girlfriend. Joe Pesci is Vinny. Best casting ever. Great. Yeah, so he follows through. But in the end... He proves that they didn't do it, and and that's the movie. But it's much more funny than what I just described because I'm not as funny as people who wrote this movie. <laughs> and I feel like there are various themes. Like one of the big themes is just like not necessarily North versus South, but Vinny's from Brooklyn and they're in Alabama, and so there's this cultural tension between there's North and South. It's definitely a fish out of water element. Right, and I feel like I didn't realize this until a few years ago, but. That is so legit, this idea of, like, the North and the South being two completely different worlds. Like, Did you realize that when you went to law school in the South? I realized that when I dated somebody from the South. I'll put it that way. There. <laughs> um, just, just a complete, like, genuinely a different world. Not to say that you can't mesh the two worlds together, but it really is, co- like, a completely different culture. Have you ever had grits before you, like, went to law school? Yes. Yeah, so my dad liked grits. Um, but I don't, not the kind of grits that I feel like 
people have in the South. Like, I feel like he would just make them, like, they make them in this movie. Like, he didn't do, like, shrimp and grits or, like, cheese grits. He would just, like, eat. We used to call it cream of wheat. Is cream of wheat grits? No. Oh, well, then, no, I didn't ever. <laughs> I thought that was the same thing, but apparently not. <laughs> no, as we learned in the movie, grits are made from corn. Oh, there, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Cream it's a similar of wheat concept. Made of wheat. Concept. Yeah. I've yeah. never had cream of I can't even say I the thought word. it was the same thing, so. <laughs> cream of wheat. Because I've had you... grits, and I've had cream of wheat, and I couldn't tell the difference. But I think grits are part in the, I'm not even going to say pun, I think they're grittier than, <laughs> like, they're they're more coarse than cream of wheat. Yeah, apparently I'm not a self-respecting southerner, because if I ever made grits, which I don't, because I don't eat breakfast, I don't wake up early enough to do that, and when I eat breakfast or dinner, I don't want grits. Yeah. But I, 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 if I did, I would make instant grits. Oh, yeah. Like, I've made shrimp and grits, and I always do instant. Because, like, who's got time for that mess? You've made grits. I haven't even made grits before. I don't even know if I've ever made instant grits before. Have you never made shrimp and grits? No. It's, I mean, I probably could. I just never have. It's so easy, and the recipes are just... I'll have to send you a recipe. Make uh, grits. Make yeah, some shrimp. So Throw good. Throw them together. So, so good. Incredibly good. But anyway, I feel like we should explain where the grits are coming from. Yes, yes. <clears throat> So Joe Pesci, or Cousin Vinny, is from Brooklyn. He's never heard of grits before, but he gets to the South, and he gets to a diner to have breakfast, and he experiences grits for the first time. And he has this dialogue with the diner owner who explains to him what grits are, how long it takes to make them. The amount of lard he dumped onto the griddle. Yeah. Disgusting. But, but like, I get it. They they made their point, you know. (laughs) So he explains to him how grits are made. You know, it takes 20 minutes if you don't use instant and all of this stuff. So then later on when they get to trial, one of the witnesses says that he saw the boys enter the convenience store while he was making breakfast. And the timing of when the boys entered and left the store is correlated to the timing of when the grits were started and when they were finished. And yeah, so, so he remembers. Yeah, he remembers the conversation and it comes full circle and he gets to use the little tidbit he learned about the South. And it's great because it's a Northerner using Southern culture against them because it's very clear that nobody wants Vinny to do well. So it's a nice little moment. To be be fair, Vinny is very disrespectful in like the first part of of the movie towards the Southern, like towards the judge, towards everybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and I, I will... I fully expected, like when I first watched this movie, for them to like portray the South in like a backwards kind of way, and they're just trying to out to, to get these two Northerners. But but when you actually watch the movie, you're like, it's a fair case. There's there's yeah. reason to believe that these these kids shot the guy. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. It just very coincidentally there was another similar looking pair who drove up after they left in a similar looking car. And shot the sheriff. No, I mean, shot the clerk. That's, shot that's, the sheriff. That's a song. I was going to say, that sounds like some kind of like Southern song. Speaking of songs. That's not it's, a Southern song. You've heard that. Is it? Who's that by? You know, I shot the sheriff. You have heard that song. Who's that by? Mm. Let's look it up. It's not a Southern shot song. The Eric Clapton. Okay, not Southern. Interesting. Okay. Excuse me of being, throwing some like crazy Southern stuff at you. I've done that before, but not now. It sounds like a song that could, like, Luke Combs could record I Shot the Sheriff and you'd be like, here, here. You know, like, it just sounds like a... Luke Combs should definitely record the song (laughs) I Shot the Sheriff. I'd listen to it. You know what I mean. But 
But I feel like we should also talk about Marissa Tomei's character. She won an Oscar for this, which was totally well-deserved. And it's nice to see somebody win an Oscar without having to, like, you know, get ugly and cry their eyes out and get naked and all that. Like, she was so incredibly good in this. It was ridiculous. It's a great role for her. Yeah. And, like, it's not even, it's not a typical female role because it's not a role where she's, I mean, she's the fiance, so there's obviously a love interest thing. But it's not like he's got to get the girl. It's he already has a girl. And she's, she's got to save him. Yeah, she's trying to support him. And he's like, I want to do this on my own. You can't help me. But she ends up helping him in the end because, fun fact, you really can't win a trial on your own because it takes a lot of work. I mean, I guess you could if, you know, it's just going to take a lot of work. <laughs> well, and the thing that always bugs me about lawyer movies, and I realize why they do it, because the movie wouldn't be any fun if the timeline was accurate. But it's always like they get arrested and they're in trial a week later. It's like, no. Oh, yeah. I was, saying, I was like, this would take at least like six months to go to trial. Which, and, and in that time, they probably would have found out, hey, these guys didn't do it. They would have been like, hey, this car couldn't have made those tracks if they had done a little investigation. Right. Or they would have just found the guys that actually did it and yeah. figured it and reverse engineered it and figured it out. But we must suspend rationality. Also, the, the the whole, like, storyline of him not being barred and then, um, like, pulling a fast one on the judge and, like, giving him all these different names to look up to see if he's barred, yada, 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 all that. You wouldn't be able to do that as an out-of-town attorney. You would have to pro-hog in. You'd have to have local, local counsel there with you. It'd be a process. So I think there's at least, I want to say it's New York, and I could be wrong about this. But I'm pretty sure in New York, you don't need local counsel to pro hoc in. Well, I and definitely it, know in Alabama you do, because I am yeah, you do in Alabama. Delaware too. Yeah. No, you, I think you do in most states, but I want to say in New York, you don't. That it would make, be a difference. I, mean, state, I don't know. That might, I don't know. There's a lot of lawyers who'd be coming in New York. I feel like there's a lot of lawyers in New York in general. No one's. Right. I don't know. But that's definitely not a thing in Alabama. But you had to suspend your disbelief there. It just makes an extra, you know, fun part of the story. Right. Right. But the thing I think the thing is that Vinny is like he's actually a good he thinks like a lawyer, like he's smart, but he just isn't he just doesn't know the procedure and he doesn't know how to come across as somebody who knows what he's and doing. And he has but a, he really hasn't passed the bar. Right. I mean, you know, but also like the bar is not designed for someone who's going to be practicing law because the bar is a lot of memorization and and just writing essays about stuff. You're not going to do that in the practice of law. You don't memorize things in law. You, I mean, you kind of have like a vague idea of something, but you, you have the tools necessary at your disposal to look it up. Maybe you didn't in the 90s. Nowadays, you just Google it. You, you just Westlaw or Lexis, and you can just pull up the case law. I'm like, this is the law. But between starting law school and passing the bar, you should learn about discovery. Like that, that should that, have happened at some point. The fact that he doesn't that. understand that is kind of ridiculous. But to be fair, this is criminal law. And criminal procedure is not a, well, it wasn't a required class in our law school. Yeah, but I bet you anything, it's on every bar exam. I don't think it is. Well, maybe, well, yeah. My, I've only taken one bar, but it was on my exam. Because the Brady, it's all like Sixth Amendment stuff. And it's it's trial, it's the... The but, but to right think, before trial. To so, think that you could graduate from law school and pass a bar without knowing that you're entitled to discovery in a criminal case is absurd. That's true. Did you just not go to that class? <laughs> also, I looked it up, and Brooklyn Academy of Law is an actual law school. Is it? It's a pretty good. It's got, like, some federal judges came from there. Interesting. So it's, it's not a 
bad school. I mean, it's it's top 100. So yeah, I didn't. I, I've worked of, like 200 with people software. who have gone to Brooklyn Law. It was it Brooklyn Law? I guess it was Brooklyn Law. I didn't realize it was the same. Yeah, close enough. So it is. It is a law school that is fully accredited. It's, it's a thing. Not Yale Law School like the judge went to, but that judge can't. was an asshat though. Like, can we just say he didn't have to be as? I like, kinda, I get it because his I, evidentiary rulings were. Oh no, just, those were like reverse. They weren't going to hold that's, up. That's a bad idea because you you don't yeah. feel you're going to reverse. Exactly. But uh, but I got his attitude towards him because I've been a law clerk for a judge with an out-of-town attorney coming to try a case, criminal case. And they think that they're, they're hot shit. They think that they know more than the podunk lawyer Miss Judge Mississippi does. And they're just gonna like go on there and dazzle everybody. And the one time they tried to happen to me, that guy was such an asshole. Like such a terrible asshole. And, and blatantly lied to the court. And not like I'm barred, not barred. It's like, this is the law. But it wouldn't be the law. So I got the judge's attitude. Yeah, and, and Vinny was a bit of a dick too. Uh, yeah, and he like he went the first his first appearance, he went in in like was it like jeans and a leather jacket? In fairness, they were they were black jeans. They Not were that that's black okay, jeans. but it's better than just like, you know, whitewashed denim. I once had an attorney come into court um with drawstring like linen pants, and I'm like, What are you doing, sir? It was a man. It was a man. Because I feel like a woman could get away with that with the right accessories. Yeah, no. And he also had this little rat tail like braid. Mm. It was, it was, he was in the middle of the trial. We didn't say anything, but we definitely looked and we're like, okay, sure. Yeah. See, in Delaware, men have to wear white shirts. You can't even wear like, I mean, sometimes people wear blue, but it's like not, it's frowned upon to wear anything other than like a white shirt, which is ridiculous. Delaware's weird. They're very formal. With your, like, 20 lawyers. Exactly. It's fine. So I feel like we need to talk about Marissa Tomei's character more, just because she's so incredibly fabulous. Yes, yes. So she has a, a mechanics background. I guess her, like, every man in her family is a mechanic. So at one point in the movie, they need expert testimony about tire marks that were you know, running away from the the convenience store. Whoever shot the clerk sped off in their car, made these tire marks. And so there was a question of, could the defendant's tire marks, could the defendant's car have made the tire marks that were on the road? And she's like, I mean, she doesn't come across ditzy. I feel like, but it's, like, it's, yeah, like it's, a very, it's not a ditzy personality. It's more of a, you know, that Brooklynite, like right. the nanny. You've seen the nanny, haven't yeah. you? Like yeah. that kind of like, kind of street smart type thing. Yeah. But like, not book learned. Smart, but unpolished, kind of. That's a good way to say it. She's unpolished. Right. Although her outfits were maybe not the full jumpsuit that she wore, like, oh, the yeah. end, but, like, that blue dress she had on. The blue dress gorgeous. is gorgeous. Gorgeous. Beautiful color. And the yeah. dress she wears on when she's on stage. I like that. I'm not on stage. On stage. On the stand. On the stage. Not a stage. It's quite the performance. What her Oscar. That's true. <laughs> but so she gives the testimony about the tire marks and of course it's a bunch of men in the courtroom and they don't think that she's you know an expert and they try and test her and try and trick her and she ends up just schooling them completely and it's just wonderful and I feel like it's hard to do it justice by just talking about it so you have to go watch it um, definitely and also I will say moment. that 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 is a valid form of expert testimony is from experience exactly 
So it 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 tracks, and you have the, the other side. You have the stuffy FBI guy who, like, I know cars, I know tires. Yeah, the most ridiculous thing of the entire movie, though, is when they have a surprise expert witness, and then the judge denies, uh, or uh, why can't I think of the word? Overrules. Overrules sorry, the objection. <laughs> the objection when he asks for a continuance. I'm like, this is the most ridiculous ruling I've ever experienced in my entire life. But whatever. oh, definitely, like that would be overturned. Like you're, that's grounds for appeal. Why? Mm-hmm. That's, why would you risk overturning your, your your job is to protect the verdict so that make sure that whatever comes out of trial is can stand up to scrutiny on appeal because it's going to be all criminal cases on appeal especially ones involving death penalty and like appeal to you know the court of appeals and the supreme court and then you're going to go through the collateral appeal process where they you know seek habeas state habeas and then federal habeas so you got to make that make sure that stuff is tight yeah not to give y'all a a lesson on how habeas <laughs> works, criminal cases, I clerked for a couple federal judges, so well first on that. There you go. But yeah, my favorite part of her testimony is when um I don't even know what the the prosecutor asked. Something like and that qualifies and are you qualified just and, and he she her her smile like are you seriously asking that and when she nods like uh huh yeah really <laughs> I'm not doing it justice. I'll put a picture up on the YouTube video. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see it. But what's what's really interesting though is when he asks, her, like, so why does that qualify you to be an expert? And she goes, it doesn't, and then she walks out. And she attempts <laughs> just to like, walk sit out. Down. Yeah. Did she, she, like, she plays into it. Oh, it's great. It's great. But she's just so incredibly sarcastic, and she has the best Brooklyn accent. Just it just it all comes together beautifully. Yeah, it really she's does. she's great in that role. Oscar yeah. well earned. I feel like nowadays she would not win an Oscar, and that shows you how much the Oscars suck now. I, I feel would, like this this movie would not be a performance that you would win an Oscar for. Cause it's I feel too, like, like, go ahead. Well, I just, I want to say, like, women who do good accents win Oscars. Because, like, what's her face? Sandra Bullock in The Blind Side was, like, a similar type thing. Like, she just mastered an accent, whether it was, I don't know, you can tell me if it was good or not, you're from the South. But I feel like that accent is half of what won it was, her it was decent. the Oscar. You know what I mean? It was the fact that she was able to, like, yeah, but that movie, it, that movie had like a like a heartwarming, like a kind of like. But it wasn't your typical type. Oscar movie, you know. I know. Like it I was feel a like... popular movie. It had popular actors in it, and That's it wasn't. True. It wasn't like this super down and dreary. It was also and... like what, 50, seven years ago? Yeah, more? it was more, way more recent. Yeah. Yeah. Probably like ten years. Yeah. I don't know. The the kid that the kid defend the Ralph Macchio the guy from. Karate Kid that's in this movie. Yeah. He's 60 now. Mm. Yeah. How old is Joe Pesci? Is Joe Pesci still alive? Surely he is. I, yeah, I, I, think, heard so. about I think so. Yeah. He's, he's got to be like 80, though. If, really? Marissa looks I mean, the same. Like, be. Like, she looks like she hadn't aged. In Spider-Man, Aunt May, she don't look like she's aged. So I mean, Joe she Pesci looks, is just way older than her. Got to be way older than obviously. her. Obviously. 79. I bet she's like 55. Let's see. How old is she? 57. Okay. Wow. She's aged well. She has. And she hasn't, like, done a bunch of stuff to try to age well. Or at least it doesn't look that If she hit yeah, is, she, she's she, doing a she good job well. with it. She did well. She did very well she did because yeah. usually you're like, oh, oh. You see it in the face and the cheeks. Yeah. The eyebrows. But, no, she looks natural. She looks good. Good for her. Yeah. And Joe Pesci still looks like Joe Pesci. <laughs> I mean, he looked like Joe Pesci then. He looks like Joe Pesci now. He's so little. So little. He really is. 
five four. Interesting. Put a lot of like energy in that that small frame though. He does, yeah. I feel like most of his roles, and I don't know them. I know he's in like not The Godfather, but is in Goodfellas. That's what it is. I have um, seen I, him in this movie, and I have seen him in Home Alone one and two. I don't uh, know yeah, him in I know he's he's like a been in a lot more stuff. I just haven't watched him in much. Similar energy. In I feel like he just plays Joe Pesci in all the movies and just like right. calls them different names. <laughs> right. Let's see. He won an Academy Award. Oh, for Goodfellas. I was going to say, was it for this movie? But no. I will say, other than like the expert issue, which was kind of a the jerk move, I feel like the prosecutor was fairly fair. I mean, there yep. were moments during the trial when I'm like, he wouldn't have got away with that had there been a person who knew the rules of evidence on the other side. They would have been like, hey, your honor, objection, leading, objection, argumentative. But he was fairly fair. I mean, he didn't give him the case file until he asked for it, even though he was entitled to it. But but, the, but that's the problem with the movie being as truncated as it is. Like, if, if, there's, if you go from arrest that's to trial true. in a week, then, like, yeah, you're not going to get it until a few days before trial. That's true. <laughs> The problem with the timeline. This whole thing falls apart if we examine it too much. Let's not. (laughs) Exactly. I will say, so so favorite parts of the movie. What's your favorite part of the movie? My favorite part. Oh, I like the part where he's talking to the uh, older black lady with the glasses. And he takes the measuring tape all the way to the edge of the courtroom. And then he holds up his fingers. How many fingers am I holding up? And then the judge is like, (laughs) let the record reflect that he's holding up two fingers. And he's like, your honor. (laughs) And then and he then, asked the question again and says, now Miss So-and-so and only, only Miss so-and-so. so-and-so. So good. Because that's him getting the judge back a little bit. Like, yeah. it's like such a yeah. good banter back and forth. So good. Oh. And I didn't realize after, like, with the first, I don't know if it's the first or second time he gets held in contempt and is sent <laughs> to the, the prison and he's whistling. I'm pretty sure he was attempting to whistle Dixie. Because oh. I caught a few bars, and I'm like, that kind of sounds like Dixie. <laughs> it makes sense. Very I, I'm sure it was, because that just makes too much sense. <laughs> That's so good. I also <laughs> almost had a nitpick about them going to state prison when I'm like, hello, you're at trial, you'd be in county jail. But they actually address that in the movie. And they say, hey, our county jail just got condemned this morning. You're going to be in state prison. <laughs> Might be nicer. Actually, I don't know. I it is nicer. It, it usually is nicer. At least in general, unless you're like have, have a very wealthy county. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed the part where so he has to get a, a suit because apparently he only owns a leather jacket. So he has to go get a suit. So his girlfriend, Marissa Tomei, is very kind and she gets the suit dry clean. And then the suit ends up getting run through the mud. So he can't go to the regular store to get a suit because, the as he says, the whole store got the flu. Whoever owns the store has the flu. It says the close the flu of the store. I love it. That is such <laughs> a southern thing. I swear. Yeah. But I love his, like, the whole store got the flu. So then they go to, like, this secondhand store. And he, I don't even know what you would call that. Like, what is it that he's wearing? It looks like a circa 1970s prom outfit, maybe. Yeah. Like, it's it's not Dumb and Dumber, but it's not too far off from the orange Dumb and Dumber. It's like a... It's maroon, yeah. wine, with like orange. With tails. Trim. But the funny part is that the judge, so the judge is like, what the heck are you wearing? And he's like, the choices were the suit, you know, the leather jacket, which I know you hate, or this. He's like, so I wore this for you. Like, it's just, the movie's just fantastic. 
everything's great about it. Good movie. My favorite. My, <laughs> keep going back part of the trial, but when he gives his opening statement, <laughs> as the prosecutor sits down, he's he gets, just gets up and says, "Everything that guy just said is bullshit." <laughs> Thank you. So good. It's just like strike everything except for thank you from the record. <laughs> I don't. And the other thing that I, the other thing I didn't catch the first how many ever times I watched it, but I caught this time is during the prosecutor's opening statement. He's I don't even know what he's where he's going with it, but at one point he says like we're Alabamans. Is it Alabamans? Alabamians? How do you say? You used to live in Alabama. What are they called? I uh, Alabama. Bamians, I think. Mm-hmm. Although I think it, I don't know if it's the governor or some 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 politician was trying to get Alabamanites going. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but anyway, it's hilarious. So he's he's talking about. I don't even know what he's talking. He's like, We're, this is America, and we we stand for things, and our ancestors from England. And then they pan <laughs> like the black end of the journey. And I, I never caught that, but it's just, like, such a funny moment. Like, all of our ancestors from England, he just keeps going, and they pan to, like, three black jurors. It's just fantastic. Question, is that really what verdict means? Because he says verdict stands for truth. or Right. Well, Veritas, know, like, isn't Veritas truth? That's that's Latin for truth. I don't right. I so, wouldn't say that's from, see, like, England. Right, but think of Veritas and verdict. Like, clearly, that's the same derivation. A, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Although again, that's not really from like or that's from the Roman Empire, which pretty expansive. But I like know. I, I could see, I see where he's coming from. I get yeah, it. I get it. I get it. I yeah, get it. makes sense in a little speech, a little opening <laughs> statement, if you will. I caught that too. I was like, that's. Mm, but that's I had never caught it before. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, I'm really glad they they portrayed the South in a, a fair way. I actually like. When they were showing the countryside of them driving through what they said was Alabama. I'm not actually sure that was Alabama because I know the movie itself was shot in a small town in Georgia. But I'm like, this, yeah, this this seems right. They did yeah. it good. Dirt for sale. Dirt for sale. Free horse manure. Just a building covered in hubcaps for some reason. <laughs> Are you up. supposed to purchase the hubcaps or I the hubcaps decorative? I have no idea. Because I feel like I've seen that before, but I don't. I've never stopped to inquire further. There was this this one stand. Did, have I told you the the coon with feet story? No. <laughs> oh, let me tell you the coon with feet story. So one of my coworkers when I worked for the in in Mississippi, they were driving to Natchez. Were driving to where? To, the courthouse. to Natchez. It's the, the courthouse. The courthouse in Natchez. Natchez. Okay, so it's the town. It's town. It's the the one with all the like old historical plantations. Okay. It's a cute town. I've never been, but I've heard it's cute. Anyway, besides one. And then she sees a sign on the side of the road and it's advertising coons with feet, meaning raccoons with with feet attached to them. Don't all raccoons have feet attached to them? Maybe not when they're sold in the story. Let me let me get to that though. (laughs) And she mentions it because they're they're talking to the judge at the courthouse. And this judge, uh sends her a long email explaining very eloquently why they advertise coons with feet. And apparently the reason they do is sometimes people kill things like cats and try to pass them off as raccoons, which, I mean, it's kind of disgusting anyway to eat a raccoon. So if you really need a raccoon, I don't know why you wouldn't want people to eat a cat, but that's why they advertise coons with feet. Because obviously, if you see the, the 
little, little hands on the raccoon, you know they're not a cat. Because they don't have paws. Do they look different? Yeah, because little raccoons have like little, like almost little hands. Fingers. Like you yeah. have seen Guardians of the Galaxy. That's what a raccoon looks like. I know what a raccoon looks like, but I, I would have thought that the paws or feet or hands or whatever you want to call it of a raccoon would be somewhat similar to it. But I guess they have more faint, like their fingers are more pronounced. Yeah, and the, the, yeah. the cat's paws have like little pads on the bottom and like the, the retractable claws. You've seen a cat. I've seen a cat. I'm just, I've never compared. <laughs> I've seen a cat. I've seen a raccoon. I've never compared like, their extremities. Lives. <laughs> I've just never given it Our much Our worlds thought. are not the same. You act like this is like something we've all done. <laughs> uh, I feel like people have seen raccoons though. I have, it's yeah. in movies. But I haven't seen the, the hands of a raccoon Let's see. This is my guy to minute Google. Anyway, this this is this are these are things that are advertised oh, yeah. in the southern countryside sometimes. Coons with feet. Coons with feet. And we're buying them as like a pelt kind of like a fur. No, we're we're buying them to eat. Oh, do you eat the feet? No, you eat the raccoons. I don't know. But the so the only reason why you want the ones with feet is so that you can differentiate it from a cat, not because the feet themselves yes. are desirable. So you need to make make sure that they're actually raccoons. Although maybe maybe they're. Did you maybe, say raccoon? I don't know what I said. How do you I'm, say, I'm just lying. curious. It's okay. You say I'm, ra- I'm, it's raccoon. Okay. No, I, I mean, there's lots of words that we say differently, so I was just curious if that was one of them. No, I, as we have established throughout this podcast, I cannot speak clear English. But I think sometimes, like people from the south and not from the south, just say things differently. That's very just, true. That could have just been like. Do you say pecan? It depends. Pecan? I I would say. Pecan. I, I say both. I pecan. See, pecan just sounds too. I would say pecan. Pecan is correct. Pecan is not correct. See, I, I think would, parts of the South say pecan, and I'm like, that's not right. See, I would say pecan. I would put the emphasis on the second syllable if I would say pecan. I wouldn't say pecan. I would say pecan. Yeah, and I think pecan. that's what they do. Yeah, yeah, it's pecan. Yeah. But so one thing that I've noticed is that okay, so there's like a pen, like a writing utensil. And a pin, like a lapel pin. Do you say those words differently? But I'm not thinking too hard about them. Because <laughs> I think most people, like, I've noticed people from the South will just be like, it's a pin, it's a pin, it's a pin, it's a pin. And, Give me that like, pin over there. Do you have Do you have a pin? You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it just ends up being the exact same word. Yeah, um, it usually is. Yeah. Unless, I, Like, again, unless I think about it, like, 10 and 10. Yeah. Same and word. And it's not like it's a far cry. I mean, I can see how those two words can sound the same, but... It's just one of those things. It is. I can't think of any other words we say differently. Caramel? Do you say caramel or caramel? Or car- I say caramel. caramel. And caramel. I realize there are two A's there, but it's just how I say it. Caramel. I would say caramel. What's another word we pronounce differently? Hmm. I can't think of any. I know there's a bunch, but. That's what. Well, there's Google. also just, we just use different, completely different words. Like, I'll never forget the first time I went to the grocery store with you and you're like, grab a buggy. And I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> like, what? The shopping cart. It's buggy. Buggy is shorter. A buggy. We don't it's, have a lot of time in the South. We have things to do. It's also wonderfully Southern, which is funny because when you think of the South, you think of a more like a slower laid back, not slower in a derogatory way, but like, you know, just like a more laid we back. We definitely casual. are. We definitely are more laid back, I think. Yeah. Or at least that's the perception. Do you know what a commode is? It's a toilet, right? Okay. But that sounds pretentious to say commode. In my really? Mind. 
Like, if someone was like, I'm going to the commode, I'd be like, well, excuse me, sir. Well, no, you don't say, you don't say commode to, to, to um, refer to the entire bathroom. You say it as, like, just the toilet. The, yeah, the toilet can be you, the general. How often do you refer to just the toilet? When you're like, I'm about to go fix the commode. <laughs> how often does your commode malfunction? Well, if you were at my aunt's house when my cousin was like four or five, a lot, because he would flush things down it. Uh, I'm about to fix the commode. I'll never forget when we were in law school, I made a terrible decision. And I, sh- I should have been smarter than this. But I flushed a bunch of uh, Q-tips down the toilet. Not on mm. purpose, but like I had just like a bag of stuff. And I was like, oh, I can just like flush all this down the toilet, whatever. Because I didn't feel like taking it the trash. This is just an incredibly lazy story. Um, but of course, that ended up clogging the toilet, which of course it did. Of course it did. Um, so when the guy came to fix it, he's like, what did you do? And I was like, I don't know. Because like, he like went on Christmas break and came back. And I was like, I don't know. I haven't flushed it in a while. Maybe that's what did it. And he looked at me and like I was the dumbest person ever. And he's like, not flushing it is not going to clog it. Like, you idiot. And I was like, I have absolutely no idea what happened. I didn't put Q-tips down it. I promise. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I haven't flushed it in like two months because I haven't been here. Maybe that's the problem. He was like, there's no way that's the problem. No, the problem, sweetie. Like, yeah, I agree with you. I'm not an idiot. I'm just trying to cover up the fact that I flushed Q-tips down the toilet. Oh, well. Things happen. Live and learn. Live and learn. Live and learn. Let's look up Southern phrases and see if Siobhan knows them. Well, and the other thing, yeah, it's more phrases in the South. People would just be like, you can't put a turnip next to a fire truck. Like, and that's supposed to mean something. That's not a saying. That means, like, never give up or something. You know, like, it's just. You heard, like, um, finer than a frog's tail? No, finer than a frog's hair. I, I said it wrong. I think I've heard you say that maybe. It's just the ease with which it comes out of your mouth. Like, because it's just such a random thing to bless say. Bless your heart. You've heard bless your heart. I've heard, oh, yeah. I've used that myself it's, before. Fixing to yeah, it's blowing up a storm. Yeah, that's I mean that's more than cars got little field. What what does that mean? You see what I'm saying? It's ridiculousness is what it is. Over yawning. These are not fun phrases. These are things everybody uses. You say like she can't was, get blood from a turnip or something. I've heard you say that. Yeah, yeah. She was madder than a wet hen. <laughs> like like what the heck? Madder than a wet hen. Never heard that. No, I mean, I, I can that. figure it out using context clues, but it's just like, what a random thing to say. Pretty as a peach. That's pretty standard. Yeah. Full as a tick. That's standard. Full as a tick. Okay. If the creek don't rise. What does that mean? That means that I'll, I'll do it if, if, you know, God willing, kind of like if the creek don't rise, if hmm. don't flood, if something out of, you know, out of our control happens. Warren slap out. Have you heard that one? Worn slap out? Yeah. Those are just three words that have nothing to do with each other put together. Worn slap out. Does that mean like I've just had enough? He was funny as all get out. I've heard that. That makes no sense. I've I've heard that a million times. All <laughs> get out. I'm not saying they make sense. It just okay, but, we say. But as as the southern representative on this podcast, explain to me what the heck all get out. Funny as all get out. Like that make none of that makes sense. I mean, I'm not. I, I can't defend everything we say. I can't. <laughs> but do you do you understand? Do you know where it comes from? Like what? No, the, I have no idea where it comes. It comes from my. It comes from just people saying it. I heard it. Hush your mouth. Everybody said hush your mouth. That's not. Yeah, that just makes sense. Too big for his britches. 
Yeah. Can't never could. <laughs> I like that one. My mom used to say that all the time. Can't never could. Do it. <laughs> it sounds like it would pair very well with bless your heart. He can't never could bless his heart. <laughs> you know, like it just. Well, let me let you go. <laughs> I hear you say that all the time. I do. Well, let me let you go. I'm going to let you go. Quit being ugly. Doesn't anybody say that? Yeah, I mean, that, that one I get. You know, That one makes sense if you just understand the English language. But some of them just don't. Yeah, yeah, I'll get you. I, we say weird things in the South sometimes. It's, and it, look, fair enough. If a frog had wings, he wouldn't hit his butt every time he hopped. But, the, like, what? The, it's not, it's just kind of like, how did that become a phrase that people, more than one person said in their lifetime? You know what I mean? Like, it's just so random. I don't know. And I that's a long know. one, too. That's, you got to actually like, be committed to to tell somebody off to say. If somebody says, well, uh, if I if I could I could do this, if I did that, if I could do it, you know, and you get tired of them belly aching, you're like, well, you know, if a frog had wings, wouldn't hit his butt every time he hopped. If somebody said that to me in the heat of the moment, I would just be stopped and I would be rendered speechless. And maybe that's the point. I would just be like, what did you just say to me? <laughs> Not in a confrontational way, but in a like genuinely inquisitive way. Like, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> if a frog had well, wings, next it time wouldn't. We're, next time yeah. we're in an argument, Siobhan, I am going to use so many southern phrases to throw you completely off. That's how you win. That's <laughs> how you win. Well, not that we argue a lot. You just confused. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever gotten into a fight, fight, fight. We're both too passive aggressive to actually go to a fight, That's fight. That's true. I think we've had moments when we're like, we're just not going to talk to each other for 15 minutes and then we'll pretend like it didn't. Like, I think that's probably happened, but. Yeah. No, like, actual oh, I, fighting. I feel like that's a healthy thing. Like, just, you know, get over it. Usually it's something yeah. that... Well, it's never been anything, fun. like, that we needed to really work. It's not like, you know... I've never, like, cheated on... I've never... I've so, never... That's, that's a bad way to phrase I, I know that. what you're trying to say. <laughs> You've never, like, stolen a boyfriend or something. Yeah. Right! Right. Your, there hasn't been your, any, your like, boyfriends have never cheated on you with me. That's true. The that downgrade, is, actually. Why would know, they do that? As far as I know, that's as far as I know. Only you would know that, Sarah. <laughs> mm. But yeah. say, I've never cheated on you with your boyfriend. Wait a minute, that's But that's not, that's true as well. So all all of these things are true. We're mature in our relationships. Exactly. It's also just like a preservation thing. Like when you live yeah. with someone, you're like, I can't be genuinely mad at you because. It's just not good for anyone for us That's to be true. fighting. We don't live together anymore, so. That's true. That's true. We've just got wrong views for each other right now. It's like, all right. Yeah. Friends for, what is it, going on seven years now? Eight years? It's more than that. We old. We started law school in 2012. Oh, my gosh. I was thinking, no, almost, I was thinking almost nine. Or I guess almost, it will, it will be ten years, years in September, yeah. Oh, wow. It's so ridiculous. Let's just not talk about that. So, talk about the movie instead. I was going to say, my cousin Betty, what, what we haven't have we talked about yet? Talk about. I feel like it's one of those things where the movie's so good and the the dialogue is so good that all I can do is repeat it, but it's better coming from the actors. I just got to be like, you got to see it. You just got to go You should probably it. see the movie and not listen to us. Although I would like you to just keep listening to us. That's great. That's such a good movie. Learn some fun little tidbits. 
I like the the youth part because there were two youths walking. Into, again, all I'm doing is repeating it when you really should just go watch the movie. But he goes youths like it's just so it just encapsulates like the theme of the movie so well. It's so great. So, so good. It was funny how bad the public defender was. Oh, yeah. When he asked the guy, yeah, so why aren't you why didn't you wear your glasses? They're reading glasses. They're reading glasses. So close. I'm like, I get why I get why cousin Vinny is like clueless. Right. He don't know the area. You know these people. You if you live in this very small town. You know who witnessed the case, who's the witnesses, who you know who to go interview, and you didn't go, do anything. The thing is, Vinny is actually an intelligent human being. He just doesn't understand the procedure and like the decorum that That's is expected. True. Whereas the other guy's just an idiot. Yeah. Like Vinny will get better with time. Whereas the other like, it's not even won't. his speech impediment that really makes him bad. Because you can kind of understand that, but you have to learn to, like, work around that by actually being good at the other things. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, like, yeah, opening statements are important, but are, are they really that important? I mean, they, as a defense attorney, like, you know what elements the prosecutor has. The, the closing argument is actually usually the, the more important thing in my mind no one remembers the opening statements everybody in the jury is just like dang it i got chosen as a juror i wanted to get out nobody's listening to you i can tell you still do a good opening statement but i can see the prosecutors open just because like this is your first exposure it's your first impression and if the yeah. prosecutor comes in and points to the defendant and just rips him or her through the mud and just kind of like you know obliterates them and puts this really evil, horrible picture in the jury's mind, it's probably really hard to get that out of their head. So I could see it being effective. Yeah, but at the same time, you're limited on what you can do in the opening statement. You can't be argumentative. You have to actually, you you can present what evidence you're going to present. You can right. say, hey, we're going we're gonna to show you this. We're going to show you right. that. These are the elements we have to prove. Yada, yada, to, yada. You get to frame it as like, this is what this case is about. Yeah, and, you, get to, you, know, you get to show your theme of the case. I'm going to prove that that man over there murdered this little girl in cold blood. You know, like you just kind of get to set the tone. Yeah. Um, speaking of somebody who's never done a jury trial. <laughs> Have you ever done any trial? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably like 15, but not not a jury trial because we don't do jury trials in the court. That yeah. I yeah. Um, although I do have a jury. We have a couple jury trials coming up. They usually settle. Um, all the ones, the potential jury trials I've had have settled. I've I've never been in court. Have you done like as, a hearing or anything? No. What? No, no. I've never actually gotten to go because you know I was with the court for a while, so I was, well, right. I was technically in court for all right. those things, but I wasn't. I was the one helping the judge out. I wasn't the one in front of the judge telling him what everything was. What yeah. I was the one behind the scenes saying, "Hey, this guy's bullshit." Yeah. Or saying, yeah, he's right. <laughs> well, and it's hard too with COVID. I imagine makes it even harder. Yeah, and then like for the for my first law firm, like all my cases were out of state, and they yeah. wanted the car the partners who were actually in the state to do all the stuff. Yeah, makes sense. Which so they didn't want the the associate flying out. Yeah. And then now it's just we just haven't had one yet. Yeah. I imagine you'll get there pretty soon though with I the type of work will. that you do. Because we, we do go to trial. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun. Got yeah, really good writing, though. So that's that's great. It's 90% of it. All right, that's most of the work. If you can win just writing, you're good. Yeah, that's part of the reason why a lot of people don't go to trial. Because they can win yep. every time. Yep. Yep, yep. 
Nice little peek inside the law world, if anybody's interested. It's a lot of so, reading and writing. So if you're surprise, surprise. This, so if you want to go to law school and be a lawyer, just be prepared to do a lot of reading and writing. I loved law Not school. Like, I'll say that. Law school. I like the I, I like the I I generally enjoy the reading and writing part. That's the part I love. Again, it's most of the job, so that's good. Okay. I'm not good at arguing. I'm really not. Like on paper, I am. But if I get into an argument in real life, I'm going to start crying. It's really hard. <laughs> and I not because it. I'm like sad. It's because I'm mad and I just cry. Maybe this is I like just, sadistic, but like I would love to see a lawyer just like break down on the stand. <laughs> not on the stand, but just like in court, like during argument, like just like not because of like stress or something, but just because they were so moved by their argument. I don't think I'd do that in that setting. Not that yeah. type of argument. Like just an argument with another yeah. person. If I was like going like head to head with a, like another lawyer in like a negotiation or something, and like I got, I, I might tear up. It's not because I'm I'm sad or I'm intimidated. I just cry when I'm mad. If I you <laughs> that, piss me off enough, I will cry. That's actually probably a good negotiating tactic against a lot of men. Like. It could go either way. I oh, my God, she's crying. Way. What do we do? Right, exactly. It, it'd be kind of like throwing out one of your weird Southern colloquialisms. <laughs> like, it would just throw them off. They'd be like, I don't I don't like how I feel about this. And this is a problem. But We should go back to the movie, though. Here's a question for you. Did you think that the prosecutor like intended for him to lose more sleep at the, the hunting cabin with the screech owls? Or did he just not know about the owl? I just thought it was bizarre that the prosecutor, I realize I'm not answering your question, but it was just a bizarre thing for the prosecutor to offer him a place to stay. Like that's just the whole concept was weird. So I feel like he had to have had an ulterior motive because otherwise it's just a weird thing to do. And maybe it's just like Southern people are just so polite, but it just seems like such a bizarre thing to do. So I think he knew about the owl. I didn't find it weird. Maybe that's because I'm Southern. I'm like, yeah, it's, if you know all the hotels in town suck and like you want this guy to, because you don't want you don't want your verdict thrown out because of the ineffective assistant of counsel and the counsel is asleep the entire time it's gonna be ineffective. Yeah, it's just bizarre to like be like you want to stay in my hunting cabin in the middle of the woods like it's a little serial killer. But then again, like he invited him to go hunting. Yeah, no, I I get. I just, that's it just seems a, like a bizarre like a, thing. I don't feel like that was an ulterior motive on his part because I feel like they. They went hunting. That's what you do. And it's not like he was trying to get him away from preparing for the case because he was with him. Well, the other thing, well, he too, wasn't is preparing I, for the case I, I don't think the prosecutor was threatened at all. Like, I don't think he felt like he needed to do something to throw no. Vinny off his game because I don't no. think he ever felt threatened. So that's why it's bizarre to me that he even engaged with him because I don't think he wanted to help him, but I don't think he wanted to hurt him either. So it was just kind of like a weird interaction. Like, I felt I found that entire like storyline interaction odd. But again, maybe it's just because I'm not from the South. So, like, of course, we just take people hunting because that's what we do. You know. I feel like I feel like a Southerner. If if, if a if an out of town attorney came into town for a substantial amount of period, and the prosecutor was a hunting and he was going hunt was a hunter and he was going hunting, he'd be like, "Hey, you want to come?" That's a. You think that would happen? I don't think it wouldn't happen. <laughs> that's a different question. I, just, I don't, I don't, bizarre. it doesn't, it doesn't strike me as bizarre because I mean, I know like maybe, maybe it's just a, a Southern thing that, I mean, guys go hunting and they ask other people to go hunting and they're going hunting with, and like, Hey, you want to come experience hunting? I'll show you how to do it. 
Yeah, it's if anything, it's a way to like maybe like kind of brag about how good of a hunter you are. Yeah, it it just seems to me like he must have had an ulterior motive, but I just don't know what it was. Because again, I don't think he wanted to throw him off his game, and I don't think he wanted to help him. Also, the prosecutor is this like the mean guy from the Mighty Ducks, the first Mighty Ducks. So I just already had like a vision of him being like a jerk, but he really wasn't a jerk. No, I really I really think he he did he wanted to prosecute the people who were guilty. And I think mm-hmm. that's why that little story was in there where he was like, yeah, I used to be a defense attorney, but I got tired of getting people off who were guilty and I wanted to put them in jail instead. I'm like, well, that's fair. And by converse, I don't think he'd want to put innocent people in jail either. That's why he dismissed the charge. I mean, he was going to lose anyway, but he dismissed the charges in yeah. you know, trial. Yeah. Also, the judge, when he said, I want to hear, you can only say two things during arraignment was wrong. Oh, yeah. So you can say guilty or not guilty. I'm like, ah, you are forgetting the third option of no low contender. That is true. Means no contest. Not, not contesting anything. It's basically just being like, we'll see how this goes. I'm not committing catch, yet. Catch me if you can. Yeah. For people basically. that have commitment issues. Yeah. <laughs> you try to do that with speeding ticket. Well, so somebody told me to do that. And no. So what happened was I got a ticket and I know that if the cop doesn't show up, you just get off. Like the cops got to show up. And it was in like backwoods, Virginia. And I pull up to the courthouse and the courthouse and the police station are in the same building. And I was like, well, this isn't good. Cause I just figured, well, maybe the cop won't show up. Cause I know I've only ever gotten one ticket, but I know I've, I've had friends where like, they just show up. The cop doesn't show up. There's nobody to testify against them. So everything gets thrown out. But when you show up and the, police station is literally in the same building you're like all right he's gonna show up so at that point like my plan had already been busted so they call my name they're like how do you plead and I said guilty he said okay pay the clerk and that was that was was my first courtroom experience it took took me like a half hour to drive to the courthouse in like three seconds to did you think the ticket itself was like I'm only going 10 over what are they doing it was 12 over over in a 65 I'm not saying that was a great idea, but it wasn't like it was 12 over in a 30. Like, come on. But it was like middle of nowhere, Virginia. They weren't, you know, it seemed like you're not from these parts, are you? You know, didn't seem like it was going to go well. And the, I, I thought the judge was going to be like, you seem like a nice young woman. I'm going to give you a break. But he was like, no, he was like, oh, you're guilty. Okay, cool. So like, all I did was like plead guilty. I was like, well, this is ridiculous. You'd have to go to court for that. No. You could have just saved I, it remotely. Well, because I thought the cop wasn't good. Because if the cop didn't show up, you just get off. But he showed up. Oh, darn it. Like, you, sir, shouldn't be here. Like, don't you have cop things to do? Why aren't you getting lunch? Go get donuts. <clears throat> Seriously. We can get donuts together. Donut. Bring, me, bring me one. <laughs> I guess that's bribery. But, you know, wouldn't we all be better fed if I spent my money on donuts rather than paying the stupid ticket but oh well I learned <sighs> my lesson county has to get their quote in I'm sure also Virginia is very hilly so like unless you've got real good control over your brakes like you're gonna end up going faster than you think you are yeah all arguments that I did not make in front of the judge I just said your honor, there was a hill what's the really hill your honor I did it I'm guilty and that's my defense I thought the cop wouldn't show up I, that's what I should have said. I mean, he probably would have appreciated my honesty, but. Oh, well. Oh, the, we haven't talked about the very beginning of the movie where, so the two boys, they get arrested, they're in jail, and the boy's like, you know, I have a cousin Vinny, he's a lawyer, he'll come and defend us. So Vinny comes to the prison for the first time, 
And there are two boys. One is his cousin, knows who he is, but the other boys never met Vinny. So Vinny comes in, he's wearing his like black leather jacket, <clears throat> and he's, you know, rough around the edges, got a little Brooklyn accent. He tips the guard. Did you notice that he tips the guard? Yeah. And he he meets the the not his cousin boy. And it's very clear that the boy thinks that Vinny is there to, for lack of a better term, rape him. Vinny obviously thinks he's there to meet his potential client. And the Which dialogue back, and the dialogue is so like it just it's so good. Again, it's one of those situations where you just have to watch it because I can't even begin to to describe it in any sort of funny way. But it is so like because it works so well. The dialogue of just gosh, it's so incredibly good. Can we talk about their confession? Yeah, <laughs> I shot the clerk. I just heard clerk. He's just like I with the question mark. But that's not no. what it comes across. When I was I shot the clerk in court. And then he's like, what? Wait a minute. But it got me thinking about false confessions because I watch a lot of true crimes. It's not anything to do with my own legal career, but I watch a lot of true crime stuff. And the the obvious thing that comes to mind when people get false confessions is like, why would you say you did something when you didn't do it? Yeah. And this this is, well, this is one example of why you would do it. I don't think right. this is very many of the false confessions out there. Right. But. Yeah. So if you recant, if you recant a confession, is your recanted confession admissible? Yes, it's a statement against uh, a party admission. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it would be hearsay, but I'm just saying I could see there being a rule of evidence that says like, you know, you could keep it out. But I guess, I mean, I'm not aware of any. Pretty sure. But that's the Miranda thing. Everything you say can and will be used against you in the court of law. Which is totally true. Like that's something that if we could just have a quick PSA. Whether you did it or you didn't do it, just shut up. Don't say a word. Once you're arrested, don't say anything. I don't care uh, how yeah, innocent you say, are. Just say, I don't recall, and I want an attorney, just like Kathleen Madigan tells us to do in her stand-up special. <laughs> so incredibly true, though. I say that to, to clients when I'm prepping them for depositions. Like, anything you say can and will be used against you. Answer the question and the question only, and don't say anything else. Just assume it's going to be a criminal proceeding. Shut up. I once had a client. Don't volunteer here. stuff. I once had a client during a deposition, they asked a question and like clearly trying to solicit bad testimony. And the witness goes, my, my lawyer told me not to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. That's what he said. And then he proceeded <laughs> to say a bunch of stuff. And it wasn't like I told him not to say like something substantive. I told him not to elaborate. And that's what he was talking about. It's like, my lawyer told me not to elaborate, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm like, first of all, like now you're disclosing attorney client privilege information. And also, at least now they know that I prepped you properly and that you're just disregarding everything I said. <laughs> and I was like, I cannot believe you said that on the record. Like, like if you say that out loud, just stop talking. Like if, if, if the words my t- lawyer told me not to do this comes out of your mouth, shut I'm up. Do it anyway. I'm like, come on, bro. Shut up, bro. We talked about this. <laughs> Clearly. I know it's, it's human nature to want to explain yourself. It right. doesn't help when you're in a legal situation because the other side is always going to use whatever you say against you. It's never going to help you. Right. You're never going to win a deposition is what. Um, right. It's not your turn. It's the other side's turn. You, you're never going to win. They're not going to, they're not going to stand up and say, you're right. We shouldn't have sued you. Or you're right. We shouldn't be prosecuting you. You're never going to win. Right. The other side is never going to give up. So not a deposition at least. Shut up, client. Don't say anything. <laughs> Stop talking. I don't recall, and I want an attorney. You don't even say I don't recall. Just say I want an attorney. <laughs> that's that's uh, the Kathy Madigan. Have you seen Kathy Madigan's 
Yeah. And it's bothering Jesus stand up when she's mm-hmm. in, in the confessional and the, the father's like, come here, sins or whatever. And she's <laughs> like, I'm sorry, father, but my father tricks me sometimes. So I don't recall. And I want yeah. an attorney. <laughs> this is like my fourth glass of wine. We need to stop. I know. But, I, um, I can hear you pour every time. So that there's like a nice record of, <laughs> of how many glasses you've had because you can hear the pouring. This was a full bottle. It's not a full <laughs> bottle anymore. But there that was nice true one. after the oh, first really glass. Good, actually. Yeah, but it's like not even a half full bottle anymore. Mm. It's actually really good. What is it? I didn't know I like Merlot. Merlot. I hate Merlot. I find it way too dry. I say, I like the little pucker at the end. Mm. I don't like the, the ones that are minerally. Mm. You know, like, like, I don't know what, I don't, we had, I had a full on consultation with the, my wine club person. Oh, did you know? Yeah. Fun. I'm not going to mention the name of it. It's very accessible wine club. It's not like I'm super like, oh, bougie. And <laughs> My personal sommeliers explained to me. <laughs> no, the morality is very. I thought I'm not going to advertise unless they gave us money. There you go. Hug them on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently, Merlot should be right up Mally. And it is. This is fabulous. I love it. <laughs> but um, what were we talking about? We were talking about socks and stuff, which. We Going back in time, we, we got Siobhan. Siobhan's yeah. um, really smart. I am not. I feel like we're uh, equally smart. I don't. I certainly yeah. don't think I'm smarter than you. I don't, uh, smart in different smart ways, perhaps. In in similar ways, but also different ways. We just do different I feel like things. I have more street smarts than Siobhan. Wait, you said you have more street smarts than me? I have more street smarts than you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put that on the record. I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong, I, but I'm also not saying you're right. I have to think about that a little <laughs> bit. I think it depends on the situation. So, well, yes. Yeah, so it depends whether we're in the north or the south. Right. So the other day I was pumping gas and it was like eight o'clock at night. So it was dark, but there were other people around mm-hmm. and uh, a larger man approached me and he clear and he asked for money. And I realized in that moment, that this man, like, if this man wanted to t- steal my car, if he wanted to take my wallet, like, he could do whatever he wanted. Like, there was absolutely nothing I could do. Again, there were other him people. Right, like, there were other people around. So, like, I was, I didn't feel too threatened. But I realized, like, that, because I was holding my wallet, I was pumping gas. Like, if he reached over and grabbed my wallet, I wouldn't even run after him. I'd probably be like, well, that sucks. I'd probably say that to myself. I wouldn't even know if I would say that out loud. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be like, stop. Like, I don't even know what I would do. But at one point he said, did I see you earlier today? And I didn't see him earlier that day. And I was like, no. And I was in one part of the state. And I was like, a, a part of the state that I don't work or live in. Mind you, she lives in Delaware, which is like a, the size of a postage stamp. So that's right. Much. But, but I was like, no, you didn't see me because I live in this other place. So like my instinct when I felt threatened was to tell this man where I live. Now, mind you, that it wasn't overly specific. <laughs> You know, it'd be like you, Sarah, being like, if you were in, in Georgia prop, or in Atlanta proper, being like, no, I live in Lilburn or whatever. Like, it wasn't overly specific. Oh, yeah, no, that's but like, why was that my instinct to be like, no, sir, you don't know me because it's I live over where here. I live on the like, internet. that was just the dumbest thing I could have said. I was like, what the heck am I doing? So, yes, perhaps not the mo- best street smarts, at least not in that moment. But I think it depends. I think I think street smarts can manifest in various ways. And so, you know. Who knows? So I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> we just grew up differently. Yeah, yeah. I think it depends on the situation, which is just a cop out. 
Just I can pick you in a fight, but that, I have like 200 pounds on you, so that's probably I why. don't, I think it depends, again, I think it depends on the circumstances. Um, now I'm just thinking, like, how would that unfold? You honestly think you could take me in a fight? I think I would have to use, so I have No weapons, brother. just bare fist. I understand that, but I've learned how to fight people who are, like, physically, potentially physically stronger than me. I have an older brother who's much bigger and obviously much stronger than me. So you learn to you, but I'm quicker and I'm more cunning. So you That's learn true, to use I your had, cunning ways. I had two older sisters, and and you had to learn to fight dirty with with older sisters. Yeah, so I think I think it's just a different <laughs> fighting style. Just <laughs> a different fighting style. So yeah, it depends on the circumstances. So Mortal I think Kombat I would have ever to, happens, like y'all praise y'all bets. All right. I think I would have to play defense, and then once you got tired, I could pounce. But if you yeah, got I'd me, I'd probably first, be tired quick. If you got me in the first, like, you know, in the very beginning, then I would be doomed. So, yeah, I think it just depends on how how the circumstances unfolded. Hopefully we never figure this out. I don't plan on fighting you physically anytime soon, but now I kind of want to know <laughs> who'd win. I mean, we yeah. have a nice referee fight one night. I don't know. Referee fight. Yeah, that's not happening. Together. That's not happening. <laughs> not even a little bit. That's funny. <laughs> Just I never... wish you could, as an adult, just, like, take classes in, like, random things, you know? Like, just oh, take a one-off yeah. class. I you guess can you definitely could. do that. That's the thing. You can you can go to college, and you can, like, enroll in one class. Yeah, but I'm not going to pay, like, $8,000 to take one class. Like, come on. Look, you can, you can audit it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I just feel like it'd be interesting. You can just like, go in and sit, sit in. Just sit in. No one's going to know. Just, like, some random. That's true. Like, that's so true. I would know. If it's a big enough school, yeah, I could just sit in on some, like, chemistry class at Penn and, like, no one's going to know. I think in theory it sounds interesting, but it would, like, I would just go show up to, like, a it's chemistry class work. and be like, this is stupid. I'm leaving. Like, this is not even remotely interesting. I feel like there's a lot of law school. I mean, I went to law school, so I don't, I don't need to necessarily audit these classes but like I could see like just normal people everyday people not that people who aren't who are lawyers aren't normal but like I could see people who have never gone to law school wanting to sit in like a crim like a civ pro next civ pro not not civ pro um crim pro class and just like you know learn about searches and seizures and all that kind of stuff I like my civ pro class but I like like civ pro but I can't imagine my mom in like a civ pro class learning about like personal jurisdiction like I don't think that she would find that overly interesting but yeah Yeah. crim pro would definitely be yeah crim pro is like what people need to know yeah basically keep your mouth shut when somebody says hey can I search your vehicle car your house room whatever say no and just don't hang things from your rear view mirror just don't do it what just don't do it what? Particularly not drug paraphernalia, but just don't hang anything. An air fresh, nothing. Just, 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 just don't. Just, just use your common sense. It's really just like, hey, don't, don't let them do anything. Don't give them an inch because they will take a mile. Don't give them probable cause to do anything. Although I, I must say, like, it's probably good that most people let the cops search. Because, like, look, if you have nothing to hide, then, you know, they're, they're not going to yes, find that's anything. Not, the, the Fourth Amendment is not for guilty people. It's for innocent people. I know, but speaking as somebody who, like, you know, I, I imagine you get a lot of bad people that way. You, you have, a, you know, an ordinary stop. They let you search their car because they don't know their rights. And then you end up finding all the drugs and everything that leads to, you know. Know your rights, people. Just know your rights. Sometimes you don't know your rights. It's like you should know your rights. Not just in the criminal concept, but just in general. I don't know all the rights, but most of them I get the gist of. <laughs> I don't know all the rights. I don't do that type of work. I'm not a constitutional lawyer. 
Yeah. Most most lawyers I know aren't constitutional lawyers. Although I do know a couple. Yeah, I think about ninety nine percent or not. Probably more. Ninety nine point nine percent. Yeah, it's cool though. That's the type of law everybody wants to weigh in on, but no one actually practices that law. Right. Shut up, Sophie. You're not a constitutional lawyer on Facebook. Whenever there's a, like a big constitutional lawyer, like you're, you don't do that. I'm Who's sorry. Sophie? I don't know <laughs> the name. I didn't want to say Karen. Oh, oh. I thought there was like Karen a specific person that you were had beef with. I'm like, who's Sophie? And why are you so upset with her? Like, stop opining on what the Supreme Court just did with the First Amendment. You don't know. You do animal rights law. I mean, come on now. You do animal rights law. They don't have First Amendment rights. I don't There's think. the wine again. There it is. Where's this going? <laughs> well, why don't we do what you learned? Is it, what is it again? What you didn't, what you like? What, what you, you liked. Didn't. What you liked. What you would change. And what you learned. Go on, Siobhan. Go for it. I like that it was just hilarious. I think Marissa Tomei was absolutely incredible. And the dialogue is hilarious. Like, just the the writing, everything. It's just, like, an incredibly funny, good movie. Totally holds up. It's entertaining. It's got everything. So, just the movie is what I liked. What I would change? I want to say that I would make the the timeline more realistic, but I think then the movie becomes boring and like, you just can't do that. So what would I change? Yeah. Maybe I would take out the storyline where the prosecutor takes him hunting just because I fundamentally don't understand in what context that would happen. And then what did I learn? Yeah. What did I learn? You learned Hmm. the grits are made of corn. I did learn the grits. There you go. That's a good one. I did learn the grits are made of corn. I'm trying to think if there are any other southerny things. I should have learned things about cars, but I, I wasn't paying atten- like close enough attention to understand all this jibber jabber. Honestly, that's so. that's what like people whenever people say scientific stuff or anything, and you're like, what? Yeah. yeah. It's like when whenever there's like a block quotation and like a the opinion, you're like, well, skip over that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is just oh. illustrative. I don't, don't need to know that. It was you're important enough that they. It was important enough they felt like they needed to quote a large portion of text. And yet I'm like, yeah, it's not important. I don't need to read that. All right, Sarah. Okay. What did you, what is it like? Discipline? What I like, what would I change, and what I learned. Much learned. Okay. Well, what I liked is how they did not treat the South like a backwards type of place. Hmm. I feel like that would be, like, that would have been so easy to do. And I feel like Hollywood really doesn't have much respect for the South sometimes. Because they don't think anybody from the South is intelligent. And they, you know, there's a perception that people are all just backwards and stupid and racist and all that stuff. But, I mean, we're not. I'm not. I I, I joke and say that I'm stupid sometimes. But I'm, I'm, I'm not stupid, stupid. And nobody I know is really stupid, stupid. They, they all, they're all smart in their own, their own ways. We talk funny. We do talk <laughs> funny. We have our weird sayings. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not stupid down here. And I also like that they didn't they didn't make it like we're trying to railroad these two kids from from New York. They made they were fair like there there was actually evidence. It made sense that they felt they, these these kids oh. kill this dude. So I like that portion. I mean other you know, all the things you like I like too, but I like that portion. Okay, so what would I change? I would play with the the whole are you barred as an attorney mm. 
subplot they did because it didn't make any sense if you know anything about the law. Like, he would have had to proven that he would have, because he would have had to have a certificate of admission sent to the judge and say, hey, yeah, he's a member of good standing of the New York Bar. That's a requirement by law in Alabama. I don't know how recent that law is, but I'm sure it was around in the 90s. Yeah. So that was a thing, and he would have had to have local counsel. You could have actually made the guy with a stutter a local counsel, and it would have been like... Just, yeah, that would have worked. That actually would have been a good dynamic. It would have been they great. would have had to work together, yeah. Yeah, you should have had something like that in it. But, um, but yeah, I would have changed that just because just to be more legally accurate for, you know, the nitpickers like, like me and Siobhan, who are actual legal people who are like, wait a minute, wouldn't he have had the pro hawk in? Wouldn't he have had, had local counsel? What's going on? I'm confused. But I get it. Hollywood doesn't always know the legal nuances of things. I'm not going to fault them for that. It was a good movie overall. I loved it. So, so yeah. What did I learn? Huh. <laughs> just, it's just the sigh came through so well. <laughs> through the microphone. <laughs> like a balloon deflating. <laughs> just, a contemplative side. I guess the only thing I can think of is that I learned, maybe I would have I probably should answer this question when I was sober but I learned that breakfast was really cheap in the 90s. That's true. I saw the menu and it was like $1.99 for breakfast. And I'm like heck yeah. You got two eggs, you got at least two strips of bacon, and you got grits for $2? That's amazing! Think about it. It's like, a bitch. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, you could buy all of those ingredients for $2, but I don't, you obviously couldn't go to, like, a diner and get those. Oh, you, you couldn't buy all those ingredients for $2. Do you know how much you bacon think, is nowadays? Bacon okay, but I'm just saying, okay, I'm just saying, if you bought one package of bacon, a dozen eggs, and a thing of grits and butter, you can make enough breakfasts at $2 a breakfast to cover your costs, I think. I don't think Probably. you would make a lot of money off of it. No, because like a like a pack of bacon, like six bucks for like maybe twelve strips. Eggs uh, are what like three dollars, if that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's, a lot, could, that's on the high end. Yeah. yeah. I think you could t- get all the ingredients for like ten bucks, and then you could make like six or seven. Yeah. Breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the butter, if it's real butter, it might be more expensive, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was real cheap. It was. <laughs> that, that is a funny part of the movie, too, where they're looking at the menu and she's like, breakfast? I guess I guess we'll get breakfast. <laughs> breakfast, lunch, just, dinner. Yeah, it's just so good. So good. So, great movie, um, if you haven't great. seen it. You, I definitely recommend seeing it. It's streaming on HBO <laughs> now, right now. Uh, HBO Max is what it is now. And it's definitely on TV pretty frequently. Like, you can yeah. usually stumble upon it. It's pretty darn good. I highly recommend this movie. If you haven't seen it, Go see it. I don't know what you're doing. It will inter- it will entertain you. You will laugh. You probably won't cry. I don't think there's a point. There was- uh, yeah, there's no, there really isn't like a heartfelt storyline. No, it's just really. It's just funny. It's funny. It's, it's clever. It's great. The Northerners will like it. The Southerners will like it. I don't know what the West Coast people feel. They might not be, like, they might not have a horse in this race. I don't know. It's just funny, though. It's, it's funny. Movie. It's good. Two thumbs up. All right, so next week we will be doing Jurassic Park. And this is one of the first ones we'll be doing where we actually have episodes posted. So 
so we get to to see if anybody's actually listening to this before we do that episode. Yeah, and this is good because the new Jurassic Park comes out. I mean, not for a while. I think it's in like June or something. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, the, and the first Jurassic Park is the best Jurassic it's the Park. The Jurassic Park. It's the best. It's just great. All right. So um, I don't. I'm sure we'll be on Apple Podcast. I'm sure. Um, I think we're going to be on Spotify and the Android equivalent to Android to Apple Podcast. I don't know what that is because I don't have Android. Whatever that is, we'll be on the podcast. We're also going to be on YouTube. And if you ever want to find our our backlog of episodes, we're going to be on YouTube on those because our server is limited on the podcast platform we're using. But um, on YouTube, we'll have fun videos of you know various wines and vineyards that we've been through throughout the years, and we'll also have little fun pictures from the films. So if you want to find us there, we're going to be Classic Movie Rewind is going to be the general like, title of our channel, of our podcast, everything. Just look us up that way. You'll be able to find us. Y'all are smart. Y'all, y'all, y'all can figure it out. I know y'all can. <laughs> if anybody is listening to this, I don't know if anybody is listening. <laughs> yeah. I know a few people who are friends of mine are said, yeah, I'm definitely going to listen. But they might get tired. It's like, oh, my God, Sarah, I really don't <laughs> this. Y'all are so boring. Y'all are just talking about stupid movies. But I think I think we're having a good time. Yeah. Until next time. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.